Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you this morning. Uh, my name is Steve Tiber. I'm along with Mike Fiello, and welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, where today we're going to share some God-sized stories with you, the listener, from a missionary leader out in the field, loving and serving those in need. Mike, good morning. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm doing real good, and you are looking good as usual, like you got up early and you're fresh and you're ready to go. You know my world, brother. I do get it. And you got your favorite cup of Java going again this morning? Oh, I'm telling you, I I just, this is my lifeline. Just, I I get up and I'm, two things, three things. Ah, we gotta go to the show, see my buddy Steve. Oh, the highlight is, (laughs) My Java on the way in. So anyway, it's a good cup of Java. Oh, man. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, Mike. We're just a couple days away. Yeah. The love month. Oh. I heard that on the radio this morning. Did you? Some Yeah. So so in my mind, I can use those words on Christian radio. It's the so love month. Anything special? I know you have a, a lovely wife of how many years? Yes. Oh, 36 35 now. Okay. It'll be 36 well, in November. That right. Get that right. She's no, listening. it's 35. <laughs> it's going to be 36 in November. I okay. know my, yeah, I I know my days. Yeah, we're, we're going um, to go do a dinner. She doesn't know this. Oh. Gosh, you know what? She doesn't always listen to the live broadcast, <laughs> but I'll just tell you, so keep a secret. Okay. We're going we're gonna to go to the, a restaurant, the place where our wedding reception was at. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, obviously, you got married in Buffalo. And, I, we did. You, we did. She doesn't know it, so... Um, yeah, so we're, we're excited. And I know she's busy this morning, so I know that she is not, not listening. listening. That's good. So that's what we Yeah, so that's coming. What about you? What do you do? Do you do anything special? You know, we're, we're, we just like to, when we can, get home, close the doors. I'm going to do something. We, we're going to throw some steaks on a grill. Now, oh, even in, okay. in cold weather, I kind of get in my garage and I pull really? it out. Because yeah, I love grilling, but we don't do much in the cool. winter, as you know. But so probably something like that. Well, I hope you, the listener, have unique plans for uh, next Friday for uh, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day on behalf of Eight Days of Hope. So, Eight Days of Hope. What is Eight Days of Hope? The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And since for the last 14 and a half years, it'll be 15 this fall, we have traveled the country and helped families rebuild their homes after natural disasters. And it's like extreme makeover, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no, you know, there's not hundreds of buses during eight-day trip because the volunteers help right. hundreds of families in eight days rebuild their homes. In fact, I think it's 5,400 families now have seen volunteers with Eight Days of Hope, over $51 million of work. It is amazing what God has done through these volunteers the last 15 years. So I love your facts and figures. How many volunteers since day one would you say have helped yeah. out? So, so 30, 35, I love numbers, 35,200 volunteers have served with us since I knew you'd be right on with that. <laughs> so, so we do something very quickly, rapid response, where within a day or two of a disaster, we bring leaders and volunteers, and we go for two or three weeks. And in today's show, mm-hmm. we're going to talk with the rapid response manager. His name is Chris, Chris Childs. yes. You know, we've done about 30 trips now with rapid response, and I think he's led 27 of them. Okay. Now, wasn't the first trip? Right here in Buffalo. It was. And Chris led that. Yes. So back <laughs> back in yeah. November, right? November, right? Four or five years ago, we, we were going to launch our rapid response arm uh, the spring of the following year. And when this November hit Buffalo, Chris came to me. I didn't go to Chris. He said, hey, you're from Buffalo. We have some connections on Buffalo. I'd love to take some of these southern boys up to Buffalo and dig oh, some yeah. snow. 
they didn't have a clue what they were going to get I into. I know. I went down one day and got into the area because they were restricting, you know, travel down yes. there. But I, I got in, and Chris and, and some of the team were there. And the looks on their face, I said, well, welcome to Buffalo. This is what we live in. I, I'll never forget. There were two guys from South Carolina. No, one from Alabama, one from South Carolina. First of all, you couldn't even understand what they were saying, right? Hey, funny about all this. No, hey. Anyways, uh, but, but great hearts. But I'm telling you, they have a picture of the guys, and, and you know, some of the areas got like four or five feet of snow. Right. Yeah. And some of the roofs, they were shoveling some of the snow off roofs of widows' homes and elderly yeah. people. And so we go around the country after hurricanes, tornadoes, snowstorms, flooding, right. and we help for two to three weeks. And Chris is going to talk a little bit today about how you can be a part of that, the listener. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a skilled contractor. You'll learn about how it works, uh, how you sign up, uh, what a typical day looks like, what sure. tasks are needed. Uh, but but that arm has grown dramatically. And then we have the rebuilding arm that right. goes and rebuilds homes. Our largest trip ever was the Houston, 4,692 people, 50 states, <laughs> 11 <counting>? countries. <laughs> and these volunteers, over a two, eight-day period, uh, rebuilt and remodeled 808 homes. Oh, Steve. Oh, was great. I'm t- well, we were at both trips there. And yes. Just a, a, an amazing community. Just, it just, especially that first trip, and it was right during when the students were off uh, of a semester break. Yes. Uh, it was a spring break. Yeah, CRU. But, uh, CRU. It's a yeah. national ministry. Do you remember how many college students came? You got the numbers. There were there were a lot. There was a lot of energy on the trip. Over four hundred and forty from like twenty different states, okay. you know, dozens of, of, of colleges. What I, what I liked it was a, probably our most diverse trip ever. Yeah. No. When, when you looked out in the crowd, the ethnic groups that were represented, right. the denominations. It was it was it was the body of Christ coming together and saying, you know what. We're going to set aside our petty differences because they're petty at times. Right. And we're going to go serve somebody. And there were three countries. There was a four country yes. represented. Yeah, no. I, I it think was three. Right? You got me on that one because I think it was three, but it okay. might have been four. But so I got you on a number. You How did that get happen? Me. You, <laughs> all right, we'll go with three. I like that. But anyways, mm-hmm. Chris is going to be our guest today. He just came back from DeSoto County in Mississippi. Okay. He led 235 volunteers for 15 days, mm. and he helped 86 families with uh, relief after a tornado that um, actually t- took took the life of some precious some precious individuals Sad. out there, and and Chris and the team got a chance to minister. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a chance to share their testimonies, not just in word but in action, and it was an amazing fifteen days. Two hundred and sixty-eight volunteers. You knew that. How did you know that? Well. Oh, you got a cheat sheet. Okay, I see. How I listen to your 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 voice okay, your yeah. voice messages right. that come out. But right. No, it's good. good. Good man. Well, so we're excited about that. But hey, we have some things coming up. If you're listening today, we have people. Well, we have nothing. But God has people listening about eight days of hope across the country. I know that uh, today there's people in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You can always listen on our website, or you can sign up for our podcast. So, do you do podcast, Mike? I am learning. I'm okay. still in the you know in the process of podding casting. No. <laughs> oh my god! So in other words, you no, don't do I, podcasts. No, if I you're podcasting, then you're no. not then you're not listening to podcasts. I, I'm kidding. I, okay. I I've been tapping into it. It makes my son a lot. Okay, uh, has been teaching me quite a bit about because he's a he's a real techie guy. So okay. I'm I want to stay current. Okay. <laughs> well, anyways, um, on. Uh, so you can listen or sign up for our podcast. But we have something coming up in Buffalo. Last summer we did an event called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo where we helped a, uh, the district, uh, one district. It was a university district. And we had 1,500 volunteers, helped 375 families. And, and on March 21st, please mark this on your calendar. If you live in Western New York, Southern Ontario, Rochester, down in Olean, uh, churches, businesses, volunteers, we're going to share some details with the church and, and businesses first 
on March 21st, and that's at 9 in the morning. Okay. We're going to be at Antioch Baptist Church on Fillmore in Buffalo, Antioch Baptist Church. For okay. more information, you can go to our, our social media sites. Um, I think it's up on our website. It should be. If it not, is. It's on yeah. our calendar right. when you pull down our calendar. And then on April 1st, we're going to have a press conference at our building, and we'll be telling the world um, where we're going and how people can apply for assistance. So awesome. March 21st, Antioch Baptist Church, 9 in the morning. Love to see you there. We were blown away with the first eight days of Hope Buffalo. So sure. what we expected and what we got was like triple, triple, almost numbers. It was what crazy. Are you, what are you thinking as far as how this is okay. going to play out? Okay, last year, you know, we had planned for five to 700, hoping 15 churches, 1,500 people came, 57 churches were a part of it. What was great about that, Mike, is you had suburban churches, inner city churches. You had right. Methodist churches, non-denomination. You know, the, the Assembly of God, Pentecostal, my gosh, they are so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging out with the non-denominational <laughs> church, the Catholic. I mean, the body of Christ showed up in a big way. I'm not a prophet, and, and I'm, I'm plan- the budget's planning for 2,500 people. Wow. Which will be by far the largest event of any volunteering type in the city of Buffalo. And that's not to yeah, eight days of hope credits. Incredible. That, I, I believe that this is going to be a testimony to the non-believer in Western York that the right. church is willing to take the lead when they see somebody in need. Well, one of the things that we were surprised at last year, and we'll probably, I'm sure we'll see again, is businesses. Yes. I mean, the church stepped up and yes. volunteers stepped up, but businesses. So yesterday I talked to two, three of them already that partnered with us last year, and they're like, count us. Count mm-hmm. us in. We want to be there. And so... Yeah. So excited to uh, announce some of those. March 21st, 9 in the morning, Antioch, Antioch Baptist Church on Fillmore. Uh, love to see you there. That'll be about an hour and 15 minutes, and we'll give you some coffee from Wonder Coffee. Have you been to Wonder Coffee I yet? I have not. Oh, yeah. Remember Joe and Kate Vicani? They were our guests. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they have a church plant uh, you know, right down there in Riverworks area. Right. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Wonder, Wonder Coffee is going to be supplying coffee and dessert. So they're tied in. Dessert. Is that their business? That is their business. That, Wonder that's coffee. Very unique. So, think about it. People come to a coffee shop and they're there and they're chilling, and a con- you, you enter in so many conversations, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of conversations being started there that then invites them to a church that's oh by the way 300 feet away. That is. I love what they're doing. What a concept. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna be there with us on March 21st. So okay. again, um, and I've I've had their waffles. You have. Oh my gosh! I took the girls there on a date a couple of weeks ago. Oh, last yeah, week after last our, week, our show, yeah. so we went there and uh, you know whipped cream, but it had f- fruit, so I felt good about it. And <laughs> strawberries and bananas, but um, anyways, March twenty, 20- <laughs> March twenty first, Mike. I'm gonna make sure you get one of these because they're oh. they're um, they're they're pretty good. I'll go for it. Anyways, hey, we're excited. We're gonna talk to Chris Childs. He's our rapid response manager of Eight Days of Hope. He's one of two. He's uh, based in Mississippi, and he's going to share some stories. He's been leading the rapid response arm um, since its inception uh, roughly five years ago uh, when we launched with Snowvember right here in Buffalo. So uh, we're going to be back in just a couple seconds. But, again, good morning, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiello, part of Hope Range, which is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We'll be back in a minute here on WDCX. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. 
For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We've partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, good morning once again. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiello here on Hope Reigns. Hope you are having a great start. Uh, a little bit later time for us, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 yeah. o'clock Central. Um, and and we'll, we'll make a, a little bit of an announcement here. So uh, it'll be a year, Mike, for us in three weeks. Did you know that? Wow. One year. Time flies when you're having fun. It does. And so, so thankful that uh, we're entering into a second year agreement with WDCX. So thank you to our friends here at WDCX for working with us and giving us a chance to share some God side stories. So we, you know, we take it one year at a time, Mm -hmm. uh, but for the next 12 months, well, actually 12 months and three weeks, um, we're going to be a part of, of, of sharing God's stories, which I love. And let me just hitchhike on that, Steve. WDCX has been so good to us. They have. You know, we come in, I mean, you want a bottle of water, you cup of coffee, you want this. We're like stars I, I, I or something. Know, I, I, I no, like it. Yeah, I'm like, can you treat go us give me a bagel? No, I, I'd never <laughs> said that. I thought it, but not it. <clears throat> Anyways, hey, we're excited today to have a very special guest. And this gentleman's name is Chris Charles. He's our rapid response manager, one of two. But, Mike, what makes Chris unique is mm-hmm. I think 28, 29 trips we've taken now. I think Chris has led maybe 25, 26 of them. Wow. And, and as you and I shared in the first segment, the first one was in November Here you of go. 2014 when Mike brought some Southern guys up to Buffalo, and we're still looking for two of them in all that snow. That was crazy. <laughs> but, hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning, brother. Man, how is it in Mississippi today? I know that you're – is it warm down there? Or do you, you guys have interesting weather today, today, right, or no? We had some funky weather the last few days, but today it is cold. It actually, we had flurries last night, which is really unusual. Really? Okay, so I, I know it because I lived there for 20 years. Mike, that means that all the bread and milk at any Walmart is long gone. <laughs> because, <laughs> Right, Chris? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, um, you and your wife, Nikki, you have three kids, and um, you have been a part of 8 Days Hope for many, many years. And I know we had you on, I think, the first or second broadcast right. back in March of, of last year. And, and your story is amazing, and we have so much to cover. So I'm going to shush, ask you a question, let you talk. And I know Mike's got a bunch of questions as well. But, Chris, um, just very quickly, um, how did you hear about 8 Days Hope? How did you get involved? Uh, I went to a small church in central Virginia, and a buddy of mine who was a plumber was going to Nashville to help after the flood. I had just got saved, and I uh, was walking down the hallway, and and uh, my buddy said, hey, you want to go to this thing called Eight Days of Hope? Didn't really know what it was. I looked online, and uh, my wife, kids, and I, we decided we'd go for three days. And uh, those three days mm. definitely changed our lives. Three days, and here you are how many years later? That was 2010. Okay. Wow. And now you're leading, Chris. You're <laughs> leading these things. And after, I mean, how does that happen? I mean, I know how it happens. It's a God thing. But what? How, tell us about the first trip that you actually stepped up and uh, in leadership. 
Uh, the first trip that I was an ambassador, so I know we have over 100 ambassadors now, um, was, uh, let me think, that was in North Carolina. It was a rebuild trip. Yes. Uh, I went down to do assessments. That was the first time. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, been in construction my whole life. Got connected with a guy named Tim Baker from New York. He and I did assessments. And then Timmy. Uh, once, once the trip got going, they had me oversee a house. So I built a house, about a uh, 1,400-square-foot house in eight days. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you had and, all and, professional and, help, of right? Of course he did. <laughs> no, of course, no. He had choir members. He had youth students. He had a couple <laughs> skilled volunteers. But oh, wow. um, so, so you were part of that one house, and I think that was Hurricane Irene that, that went yeah. through North Carolina uh, that time. And you had already been on other trips with Eight Days of Hope, but now you were wearing a blue shirt, which is the way, Mike, as, as you know, we, we kind of right. show the common, the volunteers that, hey, if you have a question, you don't have to stop Mike or Steve. You, you can call on, on any blue shirt. Mm-hmm. But, but it wasn't just that one house, Chris. I mean, you were starting to see something really unique with the body of Christ because there were dozens and dozens and dozens of families seeing a glimpse of who Jesus was. Just share with the listeners, you leave a trip like that, you know, that trip or in Smithville when, when you know, you've shared a couple times, I've heard it many times, share stories about how God moved after a tornado and how a man who had lost everything, loved ones, his home, saw a house, in essence, built in eight days and was blown away. But how do you, when you leave and your family and your friends leave in eight days of hope, a mission trip, what, what I know you're exhausted, but your heart's full. Share a little bit of that perspective. <clears throat> It's it's different. Uh, I always struggled when I went on vacation, uh, just spending the money, getting the, you know, being away from work. But it was different when I went on these trips. I was full when I when I uh, was headed back, thinking about the things that the Lord had done. That house there in North Carolina. This gentleman, an old farmer, uh, he worked on a farm on a potato farm. He worked on equipment, and through the relationship building process of building his home, we realized that he couldn't read. And that's why I didn't attend church. He was afraid someone was going to ask him to read something. And we got to share with him. That's not how church works, brother. And I was able to share the gospel with him and to see the change in his life. You can't pay for something like that. Now, I love Orlando. I love the beach. I Mm -hmm. love creating those memories. But some of the greatest memories my family has is growing up watching God move through mm-hmm. volunteers, even sometimes, of course, through us, sure. you know, through you, and, and boy, you, you leave changed on these trips. You yeah, really do. There's something that happens to a family, and Chris, you, you know this, you bring your, uh, your daughters, your, your, um, your wife, and there's just something that happens in the family unit as you're serving together, and usually that's really made manifest when you get back home and you start talking about the stories and, hey, did you experience this? Because a lot of times, you're going in different directions as a family when you're there. You're not doing everything together. But then it's either the drive there or the ride home or just later uh, these stories surface. Absolutely. And I think it's so key for your kids to see you serve. That's right. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was scrolling through some pictures last week, and I saw a picture from, of Lily. She's our youngest in New Bern, North Carolina, helping with that house. And she was puttying the nail holes in the baseboard. Oh, 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 he was three wow. years old at the time. What? <laughs> okay, Wait. so listeners, hear Wait that. See, the enemy tries to tell us that, you know, you know, a single mom, I, I shouldn't bring my daughter on a trip. We don't know anything about construction. Or a grandfather saying, I want to bring my grandson, but what is he going to do? You're saying your daughter was three, and what was she doing? 
she was she was filling in the nail holes in the baseboard. And brother, she's a whole lot closer to the ground at three years old than I was. So whole lot easier in my back for her to do it. That is awesome. You know, we get to hang out a lot, Chris, and 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 you know when you do ministry, uh, there's unique moments, there's highs, and yes, there are some challenges. I mean, that's that's where we grow. But some of the stories that you've been a, that you've seen God unfold in front of you, you will never, ever, ever forget them. No. Never. It, share share with the listeners. And again, I, I want to talk about the mo- the more practical side for a volunteer. If they're interested in Eight Days Hope and they want to serve and they're curious, we're going to get to that in a couple of minutes. But just share briefly another story of of maybe where you saw God moved in an amazing way. All right. Um, we were in Oklahoma City after an ice storm. I got there. The ice storm happened that evening. The next morning I was there. Me and I got in Tim Pool. We were going through a neighborhood. Uh, trees on top of houses, on top of cars, just complete devastation. And we get into a neighborhood. We're knocking on doors. The very first door we knocked on, I knocked on the door. This elderly gentleman came to the door, and he said, how can I help you? And Tim said, the Lord sent us. This guy grabs Tim and pulls him in the house. Oh, boy. That not, that's not normal protocol when you're doing this kind of thing. You know, you knock on the door, and uh, people will kind of stand out there and tell you. So he pulls Tim in the house, and I follow, and he shared with us he was a missionary for over 60 years. Oh, my gosh. He's planted over 100 churches worldwide. Uh, he came back to the States. He had to have open-heart surgery. That morning, his wife woke him up. And she uh, said, look outside. Said there's trees on top of their home, on top of their cars. She said, what are we going to do? And he said, we're going to pray. So they got on their knees in their kitchen and they prayed. And after he prayed, he looked at his wife and said, the Lord's going to have to send somebody. He said before he got to his feet, there was a knock at the door. When he answered, it was Tim and I. And Tim shared with him when he said, "Uh, how can I help you? And said, the Lord sent us. Oh, my. Not by chance, brother. Not by chance. Amazing what the Lord does. And his timing is always perfect, Mike. Mm. We've seen that in, in ministry, right? Time and time and again. And so there's listeners out there, Chris, they've never been on a missions trip. And we've got to go to break in about two minutes. But um, they've never been on a missions trip, and, and they're considering going with eight days of hope or any ministry. But let's talk a little bit. You just left DeSoto County. Instead of talking about DeSoto County, we'll do the next segment. Tell somebody who's never been on a mission trip and in their mind is not qualified to build anything, but tell them what happens during a rapid response trip. What what type of tasks are available and, and, and the skill level needed on that? Uh, we tarp roofs. We remove debris. It takes very little um, skill to remove debris. But if you have things just scattered from a tornado all over your yard, it's huge to get that cleaned up. Cooking. We need to expand our cooking team. Oh, yes. Uh, so if you are skilled at cooking, we can use your help. Cooking out homes, we go in and we shovel all the mud out, remove their carpet. The key to a rapid response trip is listening. Hmm. If you can sit on the front porch with someone who just, just lost everything they worked their mm-hmm. entire lives for, if you can sit hmm. and listen and let them share your story, the Lord will use you. You know, let me hitchhike on that because you, you're the listener today. I remember being down in Florida, Panama City. Yes, Hurricane ex- Michael. Yeah, and experiencing just what Chris said. 
my wife and I went together, and and she kept on saying, "What am I going to do? What, what I, I how, what do I have to offer?" I said, "Look, I can't even pick up a hammer, so God will have something for us to do." <laughs> but just that, as soon as you get on the ground, somebody's front lawn or whatever, they come out and they start sharing their story with you. And Chris, you just said it. We listened. We listened, and then the next thing we end up just embracing and then praying and tears flowing, and then we got to work. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it, sure. it's just an amazing, amazing thing that God is doing just by being there. So rapid response volunteers, uh, Chris, they have to be 18 years of age because in a lot of times when we get there very quickly, there's still some dangerous element, uh, some safety concerns, and so we've asked volunteers to be 18. But someone comes in to a volunteer. Uh, let's let's close this segment with what does a typical day look like? So if someone dr- flies in from Buffalo, Kansas City, drives from Birmingham, Alabama, and they go to St. Louis because of a flood, what does a typical day look like? I think the big thing that differentiates us from a lot of organizations is all about Jesus. So in the morning, we will have praise and worship every morning, mm-hmm. and then we'll all eat together. Uh, then we'll, uh, we'll be broken up into teams. Each team has a crew leader. They, uh, they know the scope of the work. They have the tools you need. You go out and you serve. Everyone sits together at lunch, shares with the family that we're serving. They'll wrap up about 4.30, head back to the church, have a nice warm shower in our shower, one of our shower trailers. And uh, then we sit and we eat, have another home-cooked meal. The food is always so good. David Fisher does such a good job mm-hmm. of that. He does. And then we, uh, we'll have praise and worship again. Uh, that evening, three songs, about a 10-minute message. We want to make sure everybody can uh, talk to their families, FaceTime and all that stuff that evening, have some free time, and then lights out at 930, and then we do it all over again the next day. And it's amazing because... It, it doesn't cost much, does it, Mike? Mm, doesn't cost a thing, but just oh, get there. Oh, it's free. Get there. Okay, so a volunteer. So if you're interested in volunteering with Eight Days of Hope and going with Chris and the other leaders to a, a place in need in the country, right. you just have to get there. And once yeah, you get there, mm-hmm. as Chris said, you know the day's planned out. Every every site we go to, every family we serve, there'll be a leader for for the ministry there. Um, you know, all the equipment, bobcats and bucket trucks and, and hammers and tarps and, and, and things to muck out uh, mm-hmm. is all provided. And, and really, Chris, when you look at some of the volunteers over the years, you know, I think about Miss Sharon. Now, I, I don't ever touch a woman's age and definitely <laughs> don't come even within a mile of weight, right? You don't talk about those things with anyone. And if you don't... <laughs> Valentine's Day is right around the corner. You better behave here out there, listeners. But check this out. Sharon is not 30 anymore or, or even maybe in her 40s. Mm-hmm. But, boy, she is something else, isn't she, Chris? There's something for everybody with the Rapid Response Team. Absolutely. I love seeing people like that. Miss Sharon's uh, up in age, and oftentimes people look at her and say, how and why do you do what you do? Wow, but yeah. when you see her serve, when you see Miss Sharon dragging those limbs one at a time all mm-hmm. day for three weeks, and you see her sharing with the families that we're serving, it's obvious the Lord has made her for this. Hmm. Wow. So, again, if you're in southern Ontario, uh, we have a lot of Canadian listeners who have traveled the country with us. I love that. Volunteers yes. from all around the world. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. And when you go there for the first time, we have a new drop-down box that you can just submit your email address. And we'll let you know anytime that God opens up a, a door for us to serve. It's free. 
Um, you, you just heard the day's uh, details from Chris. Chris, when we come back from the break, uh, I want to talk about DeSoto County. About mm-hmm. 268 people, give or take a person, was there in DeSoto County. Uh, and I know that you and a couple other people led during those 15 days. But uh, we're going to come back with Chris Charles, and we're going to talk a little bit more about rapid response and how the body of Christ can serve somebody in need when they've lost everything to no fault of their own. Listen to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Eight Days of Hope is based right outside of Tupelo, Mississippi, and that serves as our national headquarters. Our Northeast satellite's in Buffalo, New York, and this summer we'll be opening up our Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. If you're a church or a faith-based nonprofit ministry and you have a need for those that you are trying to love and serve, Sign up for our distribution ministry. It's simple. Go to our website, click on distribution ministry, submit the name of your organization or the name of your church, and every two months we will notify you with products that we've been given to allow the church to minister to those who are hurting. Instead of you running out and writing checks and going to your benevolence fund, we get these things for free. Uh, They're usually overruns or last year's model, but it's all brand new. And as long as you're willing to come to pick it up, it's free. You just got to come and get it. Eight Days of Hope. Serving those in need in the name of Jesus. To learn more about the ministry, Eight Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiel. We're talking to Chris Childs. Chris is based out of Tupelo, Mississippi. That's where our national headquarters is at. So a lot of people in Buffalo think, oh, my gosh, you know, that building on Kensington, you know, that's where they're based out of. That's our northeast satellite. That's right. So whenever there's a disaster in the northeast, we have equipment leaders and people that will leave that area, uh, that building, to go serve. And we're, we just announced last week in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, that's that right. our Midwest satellite will open up sometime, we hope, in the second quarter. So we're excited mm-hmm. about that as well. But, Chris, just recently you left DeSoto County, Mississippi, two tornadoes, not one, Mike, mm. two tornadoes within minutes of each other, hit that county. Chris, share with the listeners a little bit about what happened uh, while you guys were out there for those 15 days. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, DeSoto County is just south of Memphis, Tennessee, so right up at the top of uh, Mississippi. So an EF2 and an EF1, one went across the east side of their county of DeSoto, and one went across the west side of the county. Um, 268 volunteers yes. from 22 states. Showed up with eight days of hope to share, to love, to serve a community that was devastated by this storm. 
600 homes affected, many completely destroyed. Uh, someone goes to our Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram, they can see what it looks like when an EF2 tornado hits someone's home. Describe that a little bit. What does that look like when you first step out of your truck and your, your feet hit the ground? What are you seeing? And, I mean, even practical, when the, when the um, volunteers come in, I mean, where are they staying? That's a twofold question there. But what are you seeing? And then how do you get that all organized to get people going? So when I first get to an uh, area that was hit by a tornado, what you see, praise uh, the Lord for our um, linemen. When you get there, there are linemen everywhere trying to restore the power to that, that community. So there are boom trucks everywhere, power lines down, roofs ripped off of homes. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, the entire roof, not the shingles, the rafters and everything are ripped off. Homes exposed. Everything that these folks have ever worked for is just scattered across neighborhoods. Wow. Now, think about Three. that, Mike. Think of, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Think about that for a minute, Mike. You know, you're living in Amherst, New York. You're living in Orchard Park. You're living in um, Fort Erie, Canada. You're mm -hmm. living in St. Louis, wherever. You wake up one day, life's moving along, the ups and downs, health, finances, kids, you know, marriage, right. you know, all the things that we, we live. Maybe things are going pretty good. You're doing the right thing. You're a hard worker. You pay your taxes. You give back in the community. And to no fault of your own, mm -hmm. it just happens because your house is where it's at. Within minutes, right. your world literally gets turned upside up down. Side down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not one or two people. 600 families experience that. 600 so it's your neighborhood. So it isn't just your house. And I think that's what the listener, if you've never done a disaster relief type trip with Eight Days of Hope, Samaritan's Purse, any organization out there. So there's there's many organizations. We're one. Uh, we're a little bit unique. Doesn't make us special. But uh, again, more information, go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com. But think about this. Your neighborhood gets devastated. Think about all the things other than your house. Okay. So, you know, Bobby, your son, played next door with Jimmy and they have memories on that treehouse. Oh, by the way, that's gone. Mm. That mm. playground is gone. Um, the, 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 the beauty, you know, I think about Tupelo, Mississippi, mm -hmm. Chris, the Joiner area in Tupelo, beautiful area. And, mm -hmm. and the amount of tree damage, mm -hmm. that whole landscape, that whole breadth of that neighborhood, even though they've done an amazing job coming back, it will look different for decades to come. Absolutely. Just to give an idea of how much tree damage there was, our volunteers burned through 160 gallons of chainsaw fuel. Oh, uh, my gosh. That's if a you've ever run a chainsaw and you know how much fuel goes in a chainsaw, it, that's wow. ridiculous to burn that much chainsaw. Mike, you, you, you ever do a chainsaw, Mike? I have. Actually, I got certified. No, the, you the did not. I did the first level. Chris, you certified. So in other words, and that's a good question. So yeah. if someone just shows up and it says, oh, I want to operate a chainsaw, are they allowed to do that, Chris? Yes, but they go through a class. Okay. We have a gentleman named Jack Miller, mm -hmm. and he does a one-hour class to get you to the first level. So each tree is tagged, uh, yellow, blue, or red. That way we know the level. We don't want someone, it's their first week running a chainsaw, to go 
work on a tree that is extremely dangerous or could fall on a power line or a house. So, Chris, you certified, Mike's certified. Yeah. You're not pulling. Mike is certified. Really? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. where did you use the chainsaw, Mike? Well, uh, let's see. We were in Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, uh, Benton, Benton County. Yeah, yeah Benton there was County. a flood. And you, and you you operated a chainsaw. Yeah, I did. Uh, Hold up your fingers. Uh, yep, see, you they're all working. All. They're still right. working. They're still there. Yeah, I've got I've got one at home and, you know, just kind of casually go out and get firewood and whatever a couple times a year. But uh, when I was down there, I had a moment to sit through the class. I said, I want to. I want to do something more than I mean. I, I love what I'm doing every time I go out. No, I, want I, to, I, I want to it. do something hands on like that. Sure. And uh, so got certified, and uh, I, I I I did the low end stuff. The stuff that was already on the ground. <laughs> now every time I even come near that class, they they shut the door, Mike. I don't know why. They they're like, <clears throat> we're full, Steve. I know. What? I know. What's why? going on there, Chris? <laughs> come on, man. Come on, Chris. Okay, so you're you're you have kids. And they've been on many, many trips. And so your daughter, I think about Cameron, and I remember meeting Cameron for the first time. I think she was seven, eight, or nine. She was young. Yeah. And now, uh, Mike, I, you know, sometimes she helps leads worship yes. at our rep and response events. Beautiful um, voice. She's yeah. what, 18, 18, 19, Chris? Yeah, yeah 18. 18. Um, it's pretty neat for a dad who was not a believer, who met Jesus, who fell in love with Jesus, who serves to further the kingdom to see your kids serving as well, isn't it, Chris? Absolutely. Um, one of my favorite memories with her, when we were in Greenville, Mississippi, after a after a flood, and I was in the office, and I noticed her walk outside, and I didn't really understand why. And when I looked out, there was a family, a couple, elderly couple, and there was two walkers in the back of their pickup truck. I didn't realize that they would have trouble to come in the office to ask for help, but Cameron noticed. And she walked out with paperwork, and when I looked out the window, she was praying with them. It's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So, Chris, the future, you know, we, we, we're, we're in deep talks about expanding some of our leaders to, to help us be in multiple places at the same time. There's some exciting thoughts that go along with that, and there's some challenging as well. If, if someone was out there saying, you know what, I'm, I'm semi-retired, I'm retired, all right, I've got... I own my own business. I've got some time on my hands. Um, encourage the listener to, to get involved. Encourage them to, uh, to get plugged in. What, what would you say to someone saying, you know what, I'm sitting on the fence. How, how, how would you invite them to be part of that family? I think the fellowship is so appealing. Um, you know, as we, as we get older, to have a group of guys and, and uh, ladies that we all have the same common thread the same common goal and that is i mean what did god create us for to worship him and to share his to share his love eight days of hope makes that easy i think of don dabney we got don is retired he comes to the national headquarters every day every day that i'm there don is there serving whether it's washing a truck or getting a trailer ready and just to see the excitement in his eyes to see the smile on his face as we hang out, you know, four, five, six guys there every day just working. And then when we get deployed and then the, the Lord sends the army hmm. and uh, you know, we get to work right alongside elbow to elbow with, with each other, um, seeing those God stories together. It's a really unique bond that we get to share. So eight days of hope is providing an avenue to get out and to love and to serve and to use the gifts that uh, that are that God's placed in you, but you still have to. And I'm 
I always love the challenge of listener. You still need to get in the car. You still need to go to the website to sign up to get the information so you can get out and, and experience this. Yeah, and I and I get it, Mike. Some some of us, you know, it, that first time doing something you've never done, I, I get the anxiety that might come with that, right? Mm-hmm. To travel if you've never been on a mission trip. But I would encourage you, maybe for whatever reason, maybe because of a disability, or maybe because of your life, your you know, the age of your kids, uh, maybe you're a single parent. You know, you just can't get up and go. There are other ways that people can be a part of Eight Days of Hope, and it all starts very simply with prayer. Mm. Prayer. And I love, Chris, that you and the team recognize the fact that we don't start anything uh, in the day. And and I'm telling you, Mike, I've been on enough rapid response trips. Now, the leaders do such a great job. There are times I just go in for a day or two, right? Mm -hmm. But, But every morning, the first thing they do is they circle up. That's right. And now you might have a circle of 120 people or mm-hmm. 80 people, but they circle up and they pray. Chris, why is that so important that every single day starts with prayer? That's where we get our strength. Um, you have to remember on these trips, whether it's a rapid response or a rebuild, these families that we're serving have been through a lot. Mm. And oftentimes they're going to be crying on your shoulder. So you're pouring yourself out, and you got to fill yourself back up to sing praises to them, to take that 15 minutes to sing three songs and not think about your bills and what you got going on at home, but just worship the creator of the universe. Wow. It is. There's no words that describe it. If you can't travel with Eight Days of Hope, again, more information, go to the website, Eight Days of Hope. You can pray right where you're at. And boy, I tell you, when I take time to pray, um, mm-hmm. something happens inside, Mike. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, when you humble yourself. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're saying, gosh, there's no way I can travel, pray for the ministry eight days old. Pray for Chris. Pray for Chris and Nikki, his wife. Pray for Chris, Nikki, and, and Cameron, and, 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 and Lily, and, and Christian, their son. You know, pray for the other leaders who sometimes leave their families. Because, Chris, not every day when you leave does your family come with you. But pray, 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 pray. You can volunteer. You learn more on the website, 8daysofhope.com, and you can also donate. That's right. You know, you know Chris, Chris is able to do what he does because somebody sent in $25 That's right. or $100 or, right. or, or another type of gift. You can donate online. You become a monthly partner. But, Chris, how important is that to know? Because... I know Chris well enough. He doesn't worry about a lot. He, do, mm-hmm. he doesn't. Isn't it amazing, Chris, how God provides the resources so you can focus and the other leaders on what needs to be done and not, like, how we're going to be able to pay for this? I mean, Absolutely. Is that amazing? To be, to be able to minister and not worry about the financial aspect of it, I, I don't. When we get deployed, if there's a need, we need it. And I know Steve's heart. If I, when I circle back with you and say, brother, there's a need, and there's going to be a financial cost to it, you have never said no. If there's a mm. family that needs something, sure. not a want, a need, they need this. Mm. The Lord's people have always stepped up through Eight Days of Hope, and we've been able to meet, meet some huge needs in families and change their lives. Hmm. Pray, volunteer, donate. We're talking to Chris Childs, Rapid Response Manager with Eight Days of Hope. Mike, we only got a couple more minutes. I know you have another question or two. Well, <clears throat> Chris... Uh, First of all, I, you're like steady Eddie. Is he is. <laughs> you he, know? he is. I've seen you, and here's my, I guess here's my question. When so much is being 
tossed out at you and you have so much responsibility and your family's there and you want to get the, you know, where is, how do you grab onto, I think I know the answer to this, but where do you grab onto the peace and all of the storm and whirl of what's got to be done when people are, Chris, Chris, this, what about that? You know, and so how do you get through that? I, well, it's key for me to stay in his word, and I have men that hold me accountable on these trips that make sure that I'm not relying on myself. Mm. And then the other thing is I do I, I focus on one thing at a time. So, Mike, if you come to me with something, I'm going to focus my attention on what That's your good. question is That's and good. what we need to do. And I'll pray. And uh, whatever the decision is, whatever the Lord tells me after getting some counsel from Steve or someone, I stand behind it, mm-hmm. um, and that's what we do. You know what I love about Chris, um, and again, gosh, we're just about out of time here. Uh, again, when you do ministry, Mike, you and I have mm-hmm. done ministry for many years together over at Kingdom Bound. That's right. There's going to be challenges. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? I'm going to admit, sometimes there's conflict. Right. Right? But thankfully, God gives us his word on how to handle challenges that's it. and how that's to it. handle conflict. And, and it's kind of like your bride, right, as mm-hmm. we get ready to you know, celebrate you with Doris, me with Charmaine, mm-hmm. Chris with Nikki next week on Valentine's Day. Um, there are some interesting moments in that journey, but when you get through that, right. you're stronger for that. And mm-hmm. I love the fact that Chris and other leaders, yourself, you know, we have, what, now 152, 53 leaders across the country that the common denominator is drives all of us and allows mm-hmm. us to overcome those hurdles. Absolutely. And you just said it too. And Chris did it, it it goes back to where what the word says, the word of God. Mm-hmm. And we plant our feet in that in that word. And there's a daily thing. He might give you a verse for the day that you can just think about because yeah. you prayed and you spent a little time in the Word. Sure. That's that's that principle. I mean, we don't just read the Word in the morning because we're, we're trying to be religious and yep. good people. Yep. We're Got it in. Check it, mark. Yeah, we, no. yeah. We're doing it because that, that directs our life. And God knows the things we're going to experience sure. on any given day before sure. we do. And that Word will help us through it. Chris, you're coming to Buffalo this summer, aren't you? Absolutely. I'm ready for some wings, brother. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I hear you, man. It's, it's, it's uh, Chris and Nikki, and the kids will come up. So if you're listening today, I uh, would love you to learn more about Rapid Response. If you go to our YouTube channel, click on Uploads, and, and scroll down, and there's a video of Chris and myself. I think we shot that in Mississippi after a tornado, right, Chris? Hattiesburg, maybe? Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. And he talks about a typical day, so share that with some of your friends. But go to the website, 8dayshope.com. But this summer, Chris will be here helping lead 8 Days Hope Buffalo, and then you're going to hang out afterwards, I think, to go to Kingdom Bound. Is that, is that correct, Chris? Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> you know what's great is after working hard in Buffalo for eight days, then he takes his family over to Kingdom Bound and, mm-hmm. you know, Try to help him once in a while with some decent seats for these concerts, right? Because oh, I yeah. have a little little pull there, just a little bit. Oh, you're the not, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> not nearly as much as Mike, but but just watching their kids then after a couple of days of serving, they're there and they're excited. And then halfway in the concert, you see their eyes starting to, like, close. <laughs> and, 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 and they're trying tired. to stay awake. And, you know, it's Skillet or it's Toby Mac. And so how do you fall asleep? But when you serve eight <laughs> days in a row. Yeah. Anyways, Chris, we can't wait to see you this summer in Buffalo and – so thankful for who you are, what you do, why That's you right. do it. Mike, we can't let him go. We can't let him go. I'd That's love right. if you would take the opportunity okay. to pray for Chris and Nikki and, yeah. and, and for his leadership and, okay. and everything else. Father, I, I must say our lives are enriched by Chris and Nikki and his family. Just by watching a man that 
Lord, you, the way you've turned his life around and he received Christ and answered the call. And there's so many stories that we're still cherishing that we've heard uh, from Chris and his testimony. But, God, I pray for a blessing on him physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Unify his, continue to unify his family. Give him favor as he serves on, on the front lines. Great creativity. And thank you for blessing him financially along the way also to get your work done. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Hey, amen. amen. And if you're looking to support a missionary, Chris and Nikki, um, they do get some dollars from some of our partners, but they, they're also missionaries. Yes. So you can go to globaloutreach.org, globaloutreach.org, and just in the search bar, put CHILES, C-H-I-L-E-S. That's right. Uh, globaloutreach.org, and then CHILES, C-H-I-L-E-S. Uh, your donation, uh, they get access to all those dollars, uh, every mm-hmm. penny, nothing's taken away. You, know, you get a you get a write off, which is important as we mm-hmm. get ready to do our taxes yeah, from last right. year. All right, you always wish you had more of those, but um, th- thank you so much, Chris. Quick question: So you like wings, and I hope you answer the right way because this has been a great uh, interview. But <laughs> ranch ranch dressing with your wings or blue cheese dressing? Blue cheese. Yes. Oh I yes. There we I, go. I knew <laughs> Buffalo. You're gonna love Chris because that is the only answer in Buffalo, Chris. <laughs> Uh, anyways, man, we love you, brother. God bless yeah, yes, you, man. We do. Take care. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Chris Childs, our rapid response manager with Eight Days of Hope, living in Tupelo, Mississippi. What a unique man. A special guy. I know we didn't get too much of his testimony because we, yeah, we, we needed did. to focus yeah, on yeah. him, but there's always something coming out of him that you'll just sit, sit there and it drives you in. Like, it does. Man, yeah, getting... He's a humble leader, Yeah. and when he speaks, he's a different speaker than maybe you or I. doesn't mean it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. But he's very humble, soft-spoken, and this, he's a, you know, Jesus taught in parables. Chris shares stories, right. and they get you right to the heart. That's right. It comes yeah. across like an everyday person that you can just sit, yeah. you're having a conversation Absolutely. with. But it's, again, it's drawing you in and, and drawing your heart to Christ, because it, it's Christ-centered, his life, you yeah. know? Amazing. Great guy. Woo! What a great start. Um, All right. A great start. <laughs> this is going to be a good weekend when, when you have someone like you. Chris on. Yes, hey, is. you're listening to Hope Reigns. This is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, we um, More information about the ministry, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. But so thankful for Chris. Hey, we've only got a couple minutes left. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to do a little wrap-up and talk a little bit more maybe about March 21st, what's about to happen. But I'm Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiello. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. 
Hi, this is Robbie Raw. I have some exciting news. Are you a business owner that is honoring God in all you do by operating your company in a manner that is consistent with biblical principles? Then you're going to want to be listed in the upcoming Kingdom Business Bureau. This includes small and large business owners in the U.S. and Canada. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Go to Kingdom Business Bureau at gmail.com for more information. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're gonna part with an existing ministry And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiala here on Hope Reigns. Welcome back. Mike, only a couple of minutes. I'm glad we went a little bit longer with Chris today. Love hearing his story. Sure. Just so so much. So, like we said, a lot of just God stories as the show's all about. And he's, he's a God story from day one. Yeah, I tell you, his testimony, and you're right, we didn't get into it today, but his testimony is very, very unique. And you know what? If you're listening today and you're in Western New York, Southern Ontario, and you're thinking about coming to 8 Diesel Buffalo, we need to find a way on this trip, our second year back to Buffalo, where um, Chris gets a chance to share his testimony. You know, excellent, yes. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that, you know, some morning or, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. But, mm-hmm. hey, information about 8 Days of Buffalo, it's all coming up March 21st at Antioch Baptist Church on Fillmore, right here in Buffalo. If you live in southern Ontario, Rochester, uh, over down in Fredonia, come on, drive up. It'll be an hour and a half. We're going to have some uh, great coffee and dessert for you. Mm. Uh, you're going to hear a little bit more about the plan for 8 Days of Buffalo this July in the city of Buffalo, not because of a natural disaster, but because there's a need and it's an opportunity for the local church to get involved. July 18th through the 25th. You've got your numbers today, I'll brother. You are you. impressive, man. I, I like I, it. I'm, I'm following your footsteps here. <laughs> March 21st, though, Antioch Baptist Church, 9 in the morning. We do ask that you RSVP, just so we know you're coming. Right. So if you want to email us at info, I-N-F-O, info at 8 Days of Hope. Dot com and it's eight days plural eight days of hope dot com info at eight days of hope dot com and also the press release press conference yes conference, April first okay. no same thing kind of April first right. at our headquarters we're still looking for the time we've got to talk to the mayor and we have a new lead partner more on that down the road and some of our other partners but April first no joke we're not going <laughs> to joke on that it's not I a joke you. Mike that's right All well, right. well who's, who who is going to be invited to that. 
Um, we're inviting any church, any volunteer, our partners, local church leaders, local business leaders, okay. local political leaders. Okay. Um, it's going to be an impressive group. And they're yeah. going to let you and I hang out, which, really? which, yeah, so we get to rub elbows with important people. I'll tell you, last year was a blast. I mean, oh, my gosh. Standing next to the mayor, I said, yeah. somebody pinch me. Is this really happening? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it was good, though. You did yeah. a great job with it. Well, thank you. It was it was a lot of fun. But anyways, hey, another, another weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Share the podcast. Share a link to our website. Website, let others know about Hope Reigns. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or partner, we don't have 20 of them. We try to keep it lean and mean, right? Just a couple. Reach out to us. We'd love to tell people about your business, your church, or what, what is going on in, in your world. Absolutely. But anyways, Mike, God bless you, man. Hey, you too, and enjoy the weekend with your, yes, your lovely wife, yes, Charmaine. I and, can't wait. And, oh, yeah. I don't so. have many plans, and there's no more football, but anyways, uh, that's all right. Hey, thanks for joining us, Steve Tyra, Mike Fiala, Hope Reigns. Until next time, we'll see you next Saturday uh, here on WDCX. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.